0: It's about being authentic and about being, I don't want to be anybody else in this business apart from me. Like it's way too hard to tend to somebody else. So I think I've approached my business with that and the expression, like I sort of have sort of said to other people that this business is my passion project. It's something I'm passionate about and that I love sharing and it allows me to be creative and connect with amazing women who are so
1: epic and inspiring. Building an online business you're obsessed with? I'm Lou Cornell and welcome to the Business Expansion Podcast, a show for all ambitious women who want to confidently build and expand their online businesses. Whether you're just starting out or you're already loving the online business space, this podcast is your go-to resource for leveling up your skills and expanding your mindset while creating a business and life you're utterly obsessed with. Are you ready to level up? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Business Expansion Podcast. I'm your host, Lou Cornell, and I am joined by my incredible client and I'm going to put the pressure on her and I'm going to ask her to do a little intro into this podcast because I think not only does she deserve it, but I really want to watch her come alive Karen has blown me away from the moment we started working together and we're going to get that into that further as, as this podcast goes on. But Karen, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Take it away.
0: Oh, love being put on the spot. Love a little mini challenge. Yeah, so I'm Karen. My new business is called Your PR Assistant. So essentially, I'm a specialist VA. My focus is public relations, events, marketing, communications, and they're all those juicy things. Basically, my passion is helping small business owners, coaches, professionals to share their own unique story. I love finding out about all the juicy parts of someone's business, someone's life, someone's personality
1: and helping them to share that. And that's my vibe. I love that so much. I couldn't have said that better. So I'm so glad that you took that away. I absolutely love that. So one of the biggest reasons why I am not so quietly obsessed with Karen is that I got an email from her, I think in May, and it was just an inquiry email wanting to kick off, wanting to ask about coaching. But she said at the end of the email, I won't be ready until December at the earliest. So I'm just kind of dipping my toes in the water. And I love these emails because it's 50% of women say this either as they're really not ready to get started, they've got things going on, a wedding, a baby, they're going on holiday, or that we say this as a bit of a buffer. We want to put off the scary thing happening. So Karen, in your case, what was it? Was it putting off the scary thing happening or was there actually something happening this year that meant you couldn't get started?
0: No, I think it was actually just putting off the scary thing and maybe buying myself a bit of time like that I could sit in a bit of non-committal space when I first touch base.
1: <laughs> so, what were you like when you said I want to wait until 2024 to kick off, what did you think back then you were waiting for? Because we often talk about the right time. We know there's no such thing as the right time, but what were you telling yourself back in May? I think I was telling myself, take
0: it slow. Don't jump into anything. You're meant to have a bit of free time in your life. <laughs> you're meant to just cruise, you know, and like just be be okay with the status quo. Like that's okay. Don't try and kind of push yourself too much. So I think I was kind of in in that kind of space. And I think sometimes we sit there and we wait for somebody to almost give us permission to do it or tell us. And someone comes up to you and say, why aren't you doing that? You should be doing that. And you're like, oh okay, now I'll get started.
1: So I think maybe even a little bit of waiting for permission, waiting for a little bit of a push. (laughs) I love that so much. And I think I very much also waited for permission. I was almost waiting for someone to tell me to go for it. And of course, we're sort of conditioned in that way. When we're in a nine to five workspace, we're often waiting for a promotion. We're waiting for a pay increase. We're waiting to get sort of more responsibility in our role. And then one of the biggest turning points in my business journey was realizing no one was going to come and give me that permission. I was literally waiting for nothing to happen because I was in control of that. And I'm so happy you did dive in when you did. I think less than three weeks after your initial email, you joined my mastermind container and we have not looked back since. And in that time, a couple of months, you have had such a rapid rise in your business success. So we've gone from starting your online business to signing incredible clients really quickly. I'd love to know what are the factors that contributed to this very fast success, but also you've handled it incredibly with confidence and also your mindset seems so strong. I'd love to hear a bit about that as well. I think what made me sort of
0: take that step and kind of go, now is the time and kind of get over myself was that I realized how much my mind was being consumed by all these thoughts. That I was taking up so much mental energy and doing so much thinking that I thought I just need to get started. And it was one of those things where it's like, if I don't try, you never know. So I think I definitely brought that kind of attitude in. It was like, let's give it a crack. Like, I'm interested, I'm passionate about it. And I know that when I apply myself, that I keep the momentum keeps going. But I definitely spent quite a a lot of time plowing into it, really wanting to make sure that I had committed myself. I mean, obviously. Having a container that you're in, it's fantastic because it gave me the steps. It was very clear. Once I knew that what I wanted to do, you helped line up all the steps to take from there on, which Mm -hmm. takes a lot of the mental energy out of it as well. It was like, this is the next step. That's the next step. So I do like having a nice, clear path. But then more than that, like you say, the mindset aspect to it as well, like it can be a hard slog. There was late nights, there was giving up some Netflix time (laughs) um, and and all of that. But there was, there still is, you know, and everyone will say that about starting a business that you need to be prepared to dig that little bit deeper. And that I, you know, absolutely think that that is part of where the results have come from being committed, backing myself and showing up every day, even if I didn't always necessarily feel like I wanted to or needed to, you know, continually showing up doing the work um, and getting support as well like on those hard days I knew that you were you know a DM away our whole coaching group as well like that there were people there that when something felt scary I could put it out there and we got so much support back and that definitely helped you get over those little challenges to start with and keep that momentum flowing and you yeah, get that
1: feedback we are on sort of like the right path as well. I love what you said there, being committed and being willing to do the work even on the days that you didn't want to. Because I honestly believe this is the secret to success. And it's not always marketable. It's not overly sexy. But this is literally like the secret sauce. I remember in my first year, I did late nights. I didn't go out on Saturday nights. I said no to dinner invitations because I knew that the investment of that first year inside my business was going to pay me off dividends throughout my growth. But it's something that's not spoken about enough. And I think it really does shock a lot of people once that motivation and sort of inspiration wears off. It's the harsh reality, but it's the women who are consistent. It's the women who keep on going. It's the women who hop on Instagram and sell their services, even on the days they really wish they could turn on Netflix. They are the women who see results so fast. And let's celebrate your results, the quick results we have seen. How many clients are you working with now? And how old is your business exactly? Have you got it in like the amount of days, how old your business is? Gosh, no. This is probably the funny thing is that
0: I've never actually launched my business because no, i
1: already it. You grew it
0: too fast. <laughs> it grew too fast. Yeah. So I was being like, oh, I'm going to launch it. I'm going to launch it. And I kept saying, oh, August is is the time, the month. And then all of a sudden, I just had all these inquiries and discovery calls and people reaching out to me and asking about it. And it was like, oh, gosh. So I'm working with two amazing clients at the moment. Yeah, I have an office job as well. So I do the juggle. So yes, I've got two clients at the moment and I'm working out what my sort of happy space is and time-wise with them. It's been fantastic. Blew my mind. Yeah, like I said, there was no launch. There was no time. So I don't know how, how I count how many days of business that is right now. In my first month of business, I didn't even think that I would work with clients now. Like I still thought I'd be launching or maybe have a couple of casual clients, but I have two amazing regular clients that I'm working with. So that's been incredible as well to sort of get that continuity really early on. And they're both incredible businesswomen. I'm so inspired and motivated by them. And I can't believe that I get to support them to be even more incredible than they are now. Like
1: it's the ultimate. (laughs) I love that so much. You said something really interesting there that I really thought. When I launched my business, I kind of had this thing that I was never going to work with clients. But for some reason, I kept on doing the thing. I was investing in courses. I was selling my services. But there was the imposter syndrome in me that was so loud that was saying I was never going to work with clients. But for some reason, I kept on pushing through. Did you have that feeling and why you kept on pushing through despite that feeling?
0: I think in those early days, I did compare myself to other people in this space, it does sort of stress you out a, a little bit at times. Um, but then once I adopted the approach that I was going to stay in my own lane, yeah. you know, to be inspired by all these amazing other business women because they were just evidence that it could happen, that it could work. Um, but instead of being intimidated by them or thinking that, oh, well, if, if they're doing it so well then there's no room for me, I was like, no, they're my examples to show me what's possible. I decided to stay in my own lane and go at my own pace and really sort of focus on being me, not trying to fit myself into another mould of the online business world. I wanted it to be its my
1: business. That's what I wanted to bring. I love flipping that lens from the comparison to this is evidence. And this is what I say to so many women, because normally when we start our business journeys, often we start by following a lot of women we feel inspired by. But very quickly, that inspiration turns to, oh my gosh, I'll never be like them. I'll never be doing that. I'll never be earning that much money. But I always say, this is just so powerful evidence of what we can achieve. What is so possible for us? And I think that is such a power move you made. And I think, potentially, once again, another little sort of brick in your wall of success by adopting that mindset frame so early on.
0: I think mindset is the big stepping stone to be nurtured, supported. And that comes down to having the right people in your space, having the right people in your corner, having people that you can debrief with. You want to be honest and real. So there are some days when you come and you go, oh, it's a bit tough today. The mindset isn't where it needs to be, but it's amazing how a conversation with some business besties can actually transform that mindset. And at the time I was big on expressing gratitude and I still do now. It's like every message I get about my business, every discovery call, every person that downloads my service and pricing guide, it's like, thank you. I'm so excited. This is amazing. Celebrating all those, all those little things. It has definitely been critical too. And yeah, I've been using a lot of resources and stuff as well. So in the mornings, I'm always listening to my incredible audio books and stuff as well. So Denise DT is always on and other sort of female entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things in business and mindset and wealth and money and all that sort of stuff. I'm surrounding myself with all these good vibes. And that definitely is helping to keep the motivation and the positive mindset. But at the same time, there are days when it isn't there. And like I said before, when giving up all those nights on Netflix and just endlessly scrolling on Facebook or Instagram and stuff, giving those up. But sometimes there are also those times when I go, you know what I need to do right now? I need to have a bath or I need to just go to bed early with a cup of tea. And that is absolutely what I've been doing as well, knowing the times when you can push and you keep going. And knowing the times when you've got to ease off a little bit and just give yourself that night or find someone to give you a pep talk.
1: (laughs) I love that. And sometimes we need to take our foot off the accelerator to actually see growth. Because often if we keep on pushing through, it leads to burnout. We end up like crying at our desk. We end up turning off our laptop with the plan of never turning it on again. I have definitely been there. But then I guess this also leads into my next question where... Parts of business can be a little bit intimidating, and especially there where we feel like we need to take a break and maybe we feel like we can't. What are some of the sort of fears that you have maybe before you took the leap or in the early stages of your business, and how did you overcome them? Oh, absolutely. So many
0: fears came up, and when you start diving into them, it can be a little scary sometimes. The more you understand them, the less they get in the way, and you know that they're only there to try and protect you. Except when you get to that point in time and you go, no, I'm ready to step out of this nice, safe comfort zone that I've created because I'm ready for this next step. So you know that there's so much good stuff outside of that, so it's worth taking the risks for. But I totally relate to the idea of fear of failure. Previous to my VA business, I had dabbled in a bit of affiliate marketing, so I had been a little bit kind of, I was a bit sort of skeptical about the online space a little bit sort of after that as well. So I did sort of bring that with me, but I didn't let that stop me because I knew that. There was a lesson out of that. And if that experience sort of got me to my next experience and this was the right experience and the right space for me, then it was obviously all worthwhile. So I did sort of have that bit of a fear of, of failure. a fear of being seen and judged. And I think a lot of women carry that. I've sort of done a bit of reading into the witch wound as well, um, which is obviously something that a lot of women carry. And we fear being seen, being judged, being told that we're not good enough or we shouldn't have a voice. So that sort of was obviously also part of my journey as well. I had a really funny moment. I laughed about it with Hubby because I had a mini moment and I had a freak out because I thought, oh my God, what if I'm really over successful? What if this works? <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I realized I had a fear of success as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. like either end of the scale, fear of failure, fear of success was all in there in being super aware of what they were. You know, I did some journaling stuff early on. I'm quite a, an aware person anyway. Um, I ask myself the difficult questions. And if something's a little bit tough or I'm grumpy about something, it's like, what is the actual cause of this? Because it usually isn't sort of what's happening at the time. Usually there's some other stress that are sitting there to sort of move through.
1: So you've led me to a really interesting question here. And this is something, once again, that women aren't speaking about enough. And it's the fear of success. And I remember when I was in the midst of starting my business journey, I never wanted to go back to a nine to five. I wanted a business that let me go to the beach at two o'clock on a Tuesday, have long lunches. I didn't need to rush home from, I didn't need to set an alarm in the morning, but there was also the part of me of what if I make too much money? What if I have to pay a really big tax bill and that feels really scary? What if I become so successful, I won't be able to answer my Instagram DMs? Like all the reasons to play it small, right? But I thought I was going mad because no one spoke about being really scared of being successful. If you're open to sharing, what did your fear of success look like? And what was sort of the biggest fear of that? What was all going to go wrong if you did become too successful? With the success. A lot of
0: it came from being present and being like really claiming my own personal space, my own personal power, my own voice. And potentially sort of having people that were like, I don't agree, being opposed or being challenged, potentially sort of those haters and the DMs and that sort of stuff, that maybe I would be so big that people would be doing that. Like reality check here. <laughs> and the other part of it was that it was what would the success do? to my life and it's not you know like obviously there are amazing things like you know I'd love to spend more time with my daughter and to be able to sort of have more trips and travel and all those amazing things that sort of come with it slower mornings and everything but what else would it do to make my life look different and the concept that things might change is always a challenge so yeah that was definitely a little bit in my mind as well when I thought about success and how that might make my future look.
1: I love that so much. And this is the whole thing about the comfort zone. It's so comfortable while we're in it and we so desperately want to get out of it. And then we're presented opportunities and we're like, oh no, it's really comfortable here in my comfort zone. And I think no one is never spoken about in corporate. It's never spoken about in any sort of roles that I had that you're going to feel really uncomfortable when you're striving towards your goals. And also the magic that's in mindset. Once you master your mindset, moving out of your comfort zone gets to feel so much easier. You've dripped a little bit of mindset through this podcast. What are some of the biggest mindset practices you do that really change the game for you? And are there any that you do like nearly every day that you would love to recommend to women listening?
0: For me, most of it is really just is gratitude and weaving that in through my day. I do affirmations as well. And I'm not like every single day at a certain time, like I've not got time for that kind of commitment (laughs) to my practice, but I absolutely see the value in it. And that helps me either shift into that gratitude space or shift a sort of bit of a funky space. And to start with, like, for example, some of my biggest affirmations were I attract amazing clients. Wow. I attract people that want to work with me, who will appreciate me, who understand the value that I can bring. So that was the kind of the affirmations I was using to begin with as well. So um, the affirmations, practicing the gratitude, thanking every little message I get about what I offer or um, a sign up or anything like that. And yeah, every morning I'm always listening to audio books. I wish I had time to read them, yeah. <laughs> you know, like with my highlighter and sort of really reflect on them deeply, but juggling a lot. <laughs> and at any minute, my five-year-old is going to come and interrupt me for the idea of, yeah, I've got from the house. I'm in the morning, I'm making her lunchbox and yeah. I'm listening to Amanda Francis or Denise B.T. or, you know, all those sort of juicy, amazing female entrepreneurs who are super inspiring and podcasts as well so I definitely consume a lot of information like that yeah
1: I love that and I think affirmations they're so powerful because like literally what you're saying to yourself I don't know how you do I often say it into the mirror and I often say it with real power conviction and sort of excitement how quickly they become our reality and it makes no sense but I'm obsessed with it. And you just shared the affirmations that you were doing and they've already become a reality in your business and life. How cool is that? That works. <laughs> they work. They absolutely work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so watching you as your coach, I really have seen what a genuine – human you are. And I really link this to your rapid success because you have always valued building those really strong client relationships. You've worked with women who you've really felt an alignment to. How do you build that trust and connection before they become your clients? Because the stories you've shared with me, these women knew they wanted to work with you before you even knew it. How did you create that magic?
0: It's about being authentic. And about being, I don't want to be anybody else in this business apart from me. Like it's way too hard to tend to somebody else. So I think I've approached my business with that. And the expression, like I sort of have sort of said to other people that this business is my passion project. It's something I'm passionate about and that I love sharing. And it allows me to be creative and connect with amazing women who are so epic
1: and inspiring. And we didn't start our own businesses to work with people that didn't light us up, that we didn't feel aligned to, whose work we weren't passionate about. And I think, once again, it's sort of shedding those old sort of versions of us where we did work that we didn't particularly like in our nine-to-fives. Or we worked with humans that weren't really our humans because we were all shared the same sort of office space and communal kitchen. And this is the best part about working with clients in your own business. You get to say yes to women that you are so excited about, but you also get to say Hey, I might not be the right fit to other women who it's just not in alignment. And both of those get to be so empowering. Have you felt empowered throughout your business journey?
0: Yeah, definitely. It has been such a journey, but I um, continue to be amazed at what female business owners can do. <laughs> so the idea of being able to work with women like that and just make connections as well, though, and find out what everyone's doing and kind of just go and just. The success that they're rocking and the challenges they're overcoming, it is amazing.
1: It is amazing. And I think actually you just posed a little question there that I want to ask. Before you came into the online space, did you know how uncapped it was? I certainly didn't. I didn't know there was women out there doing $100,000 days and million-dollar months. I had no idea this world existed. When you stepped into it, what were your thoughts? I totally knew it was
0: possible. I was very aware. About eight years ago, I actually trained to be a life coach. Mm-hmm. And it was something I was really passionate about, but kind of got a little bit scared of doing my own thing. And I had an awesome corporate job dangled in front of me. <laughs> Just come back from traveling in India and through England and that sort of stuff. So I was kind of like, sort of like, oh, maybe I'll be safe for a little while. I've been out of my comfort zone yeah. for a while. So I think after that experience, I had started to follow and connect with a lot of life coaches. Sorry, just sort of in the coaching space, I was aware that there were some doing amazing things. And when you do really dive in, you realize that coaching is just one aspect. There are so many different types of online business.
1: I do continue to be surprised at the number of online businesses that there are. I love that so much. It's such powerful evidence and it's seeing what's possible. It was outside of my world when I was in a nine-to-five. I had no idea this existed and I honestly wish I stumbled across it faster because I think it would have made my decision to jump in so much easier. What advice would you give to women who are currently, they're on the line, they're thinking about doing it, they're thinking about making the jump, they want to start their own business or maybe they want to jump back in. What advice do you want to give to them? As a woman who's had... You've had so much varied experience. You've had a baby. You've done so much travel. What is your advice to these women?
0: I do believe that if there is that little spark inside you that says there's something else I could be doing, or I just love to try that. I feel like if you've got that spark, that is to be nurtured. That's something you're meant to test out, to explore. And you can do that in a safe way. And I encourage people to do it in an environment where they set themselves up for success with that as well. Mm-hmm. So whether that be on, you know, on a coaching program or having, you know, an accountability buddy or going through like a training program, just finding a mentor, even if you've got that spark, find a way to nurture it, commit some time to that, because otherwise you'll never know. And it may always sit there as something you'd always wish you'd done. And that is the sad part. <laughs> That's that where is. the risk is, the risk that you never step into that brilliant
1: space. That is the risk. And I speak to so many women, and I was one of them, who spent longer thinking about doing it than a time it actually took me to do it. I think I thought about it for 18 months. It took me eight weeks to start, grow, and replace my corporate income. Like, but I thought about it for 18 months. To me, that, that drives me crazy when I think about it. To ask you my final question to you mm-hmm. How long were you thinking about this? I know you dabbled a little bit in other areas, but this venture now that you've absolutely flourished in. How long were you thinking about it versus how long did it take you to achieve these amazing goals?
0: Yeah, I want to say like 2 years maybe. <laughs> and you know, over that time it evolved more. You know, when I got clearer on what that was. Mm. For a long time I just felt like there was something a little bit more. My little girl's 5 now we are only having her I've got a stepson as well but this is she's my only baby I've got my beautiful little girl that's, that's all I need I'm full when I realized I was done having kids it was like okay what's next for me what's my next baby so I guess my business is my baby now with that so it was a couple of years once I realized that we weren't having any more little bobbies last year nearly a year ago I actually found out that I had a five centimeter tumor in my spine oh my gosh so that was a real reality check for me. I spent about three, four months in excruciating pain to try to work out what it is, scan after scan, mega drugs, then obviously had the surgery and had recovery and stuff. but I realized that in that moment it could have been a completely different diagnosis for me. And then I realized I was like, so what am I waiting for? You know this is my life, you only get one of them, you are not guaranteed. I'll do it in three years when they're this or that, set yourself up for something that is not manageable. I Totally understand what burnout feels like and I've been there, but if there is that spark and realizing that you, this is it and the worst bit, like I said before, is like regret or wishing you'd done it. So hey, I totally appreciate that was part of my journey. My journey was over a couple of years and I got more and more information, tried some other things along the way, got clearer and clearer on what this business model was for me. And clearly I landed in the right space because I'm, I'm blown away by how incredible. My business journey has been so far, and even looking forward into the next few months as well. I'm just like, there's some good stuff
1: to come. You are so inspiring, Karen, an absolute motivation. I wish that if I was starting my business journey, I wish I could find someone like you to guide the path. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. For the women who want to connect with you, follow your journey, celebrate you, learn from you, how can we find you? Come over to
0: Instagram. That's where I hang out. <laughs> your Pr. Assistant.
1: Amazing. And we'll share that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me, Karen. It's been a pleasure having you in my world, having you on my podcast and also being my incredible client. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm so blessed as well, Lou.
1: Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Expansion Podcast. If you loved this podcast, I'd absolutely love to connect with you via my Instagram. My Instagram name is Louise Cornell underscore, and I'll also link the handle in my show notes. Remember, you have the power to create a business that not only thrives, but brings you endless joy each and every day. I can't wait to see you next time.